a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Jesus does not lie. And he told me, you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He told me, this is my blood shed for you. He told me, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And I've heard the Lord's voice in the absolution, forgiven me. He's, he's told me that he, uh, that he loves the world, that he died for the world, that he shed his blood to save me and forgive me. He said it, and he doesn't lie. Those sins, which we're supposed to be conquering, have been conquered, not by our striving to overcome them, but they have been conquered by the death of Jesus. Those sins, even those pet sins that we're supposed to overcome, even the the sins that we keep coming back to, those have been crucified with Christ. Uh, and now uh, sanctification is is putting to death the old the old Adam, the old flesh, by confessing our sins. I wasn't paying attention to what you just said. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading Facebook statuses. Welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio. You know uh, my complaint about this way we record with over the internet and everything is that it slows down my email. I'm sitting here trying to forward an email and it's taking forever. I think your voice is stealing all the bandwidth. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the internet. I mean, the internet even can hold, can't even hold this awesome voice. <laughs> <laughs> the internet, in all of its immensity, <laughs> can't contain this. What are you thinking? <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I apologize. I don't know how people's heads are exploding all over the world because they've tuned into this radio show and your voice I just know. can't I know. squeeze into their ears. I've been in discussion with our lawyers about that, about the liability <laughs> of, of that. So you listen to Table Talk Radio at your own risk. I mean, that's yes, a standing rule. Indeed. Standing rule. <laughs> that's a, that's, what is that called? Is that, well, that's what it's called, a standing rule. You a vote for things at the beginning of a, like a convention? You have standing. Oh, you have God. Robert's rules, and then you have standing rules. Are you seriously putting everything in categories of of convention and, and everything else? <laughs> oh yeah, this is a bad baby. sign. You're getting well, ramped up. Speaking you of, know, my... I know it's almost Ash Wednesday. It's almost Lent, but it's almost the Missouri Senate political season. Ooh, <laughs> that's are, are what you I love. Excited for that. <laughs> mm, yeah, ten days. Can I sit in front of my computer for ten days and watch the convention? I yes, you're, I can. You're so sad that you're not going already. <laughs> I know. I send illegal texts to the people on the floor. Illegal Quit text. texting me. I'm not supposed to have my phone with me. Because <laughs> apparently, it's not good to know things when you're a convention delegate. <laughs> yeah, they want you in in the dark. <laughs> you need to be in ignorance here. <laughs> oh, brother! All right. Well, speaking any, of any liability, group. today we're playing Prove It and um, <laughs> Praise Song Cruncher. So. Oh yeah, nice. Um, yeah. So I, I don't even remember this game. Someone e- email us, send us, tell us they like this game. Prove it. But I don't even remember playing this. Do you? I I could neither prove it. What does that game involve? <laughs> But w- Someone as- said they, they they did not listen to our advice, and they were listening to earlier shows in which we played a game called Prove It, which I think the way the game worked is like this. I, someone would say something, maybe you or me. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Those being two of the most likely options. <laughs> and then the other person would say, Prove It. And then you would have to prove it. That's how the game works. <laughs> From, From the, the Bible, yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, it's a good thing we don't come up with too complicated names for our games, or else when someone come from the past comes up and says, "Hey, play this again," but like, I have no idea how to. Play how do you that. play Church Father Or? <laughs> how do you play Church History Headlines again? That's like you know. I must have mentioned this before. My favorite movie titles are the ones that tell you everything you need to know that uh-huh. lack all subtlety, mm-hmm. which is how to pronounce the word properly. Subtlety. There's a B in there. I think sub. Subtlety. Uh-huh. Any any who like the movie, for example, Snakes on a Plane. Yes. What's that about? I, I don't know. Anywho. You'll have to watch it to find out. I I still haven't seen it. In <laughs> fact, the title is so good, I don't even need to see the movie. <laughs> That's why you prefer it. It saves you two hours. <laughs> two hours per movie. So you have to watch oh, that. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do some buzzwords. Do you have a buzzword, Pastor? Oh, I totally forgot about buzzwords. It's been a while I since you've done this. I got my catechism don't you worry, though. I, I have turned to St. Mary's Press Glossary of Theological Words, Theological what? Terms. This is uh, St. Mary's Press uh, Glossary of Theological Terms. So uh, oh, okay. I, I have a, a, a theological term for you, and we'll, we'll talk about this needs any correction. But it says, uh, my, my theological buzzword for you is heresy. And it says, um, this word has come to mean a teaching that rejects a dogma or teaching of divine faith. Heresy. Wait, what's your buzzword again? I was looking up one for myself. So start over again. Heresy? Heresy. All right. And it says, this word has come to mean that a teaching, which makes me wonder, what did it mean before? Anyway, this word has come to mean a uh, teaching that rejects a dogma. Is this, is that or, really, this is like the, how the Catholic Church has to always say, has to always talk. This has come to mean because <laughs> yeah. they believe in the growth of doctrine. Right, right? So right, right everything right. is. This has come today. To, this has developed <laughs> today. Right. Heresy means. <laughs> oh my goodness! I never had thought about that. A rejection of dogma or teaching of divine faith. Heresy may be either one, a uh, material heresy which persons reject a dogma but do not realize they are doing so, or two, a formal heresy. When a person deliberately or obstinately rejects a dogma or doctrine that has been revealed, really? So you have the you have the material and formal principles applied to heresy? Yeah, I had never had thought about that. You know, I think the material and formal principle probably goes back to um, Aristotle. Anyone want to check that out? Okay. So that's all. What okay. else? Uh, that's it. Heresy. You want to know? So material heresy so, well, is just, accidental. Let's let's just let's just say um, for our purposes that heresy is a false teaching against the Christian faith. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I think that's probably pretty good. I'm looking up the word eminence. By the way, I think I'm going to make that my buzzword. Okay. It's different from eminence with an e, eminence with an i. I think this means. Do we need to talk about heresy, or are we done with it? I think we just did. Okay. I think I think that eminence means so let me back up a little bit. I think omnipresence means God is everywhere, you know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. God is everywhere. Heard of that? I think eminence is different than omnipresence and that that this it means that God is in every place. So the eminence of God means that he's completely contained in everything. So the entire universe is contained in God, that's omnipresence. And then and then the, the God is contained in the tiniest point is eminence. Hmm. I think that's what that means. Do you know the difference about that? No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I think it means. All right. Well, uh, you can correct Pastor Wolfmiller by sending him an email, prbw at tabletalkradio.org. 
And uh, now let's get into our game Prove It. Now, our first round of Prove It is going to actually be a jumping point off of an email we received. And this comes from Joshua. And we, we have responded for part of, from part of this before. Um, you remember when we, we were talking about, um, uh, what was it? Euthanasia. Remember that? Uh, no. That was from when we played this game called, well, man, <laughs> I can't remember in the in the past of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> but, we were um, playing a game uh, uh, about what? About marriage? And how did that go? <laughs> no, euthanasia. Oh, it was the, our, our double argument uh, game where I yeah. I made a biblical argument and you made a secular argument. Yeah, and, uh, Bible and secular church. How, what was that game called? That was a classic. That was when we were, we were begging the listeners to name for us, but it, it didn't ever come. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, so this is this is the the other part of Joshua's email. He says, "Let me uh, oh, let me start off by saying I love the show and look forward to seeing it in my podcast lineup." He says, "Now let me give a little loving criticism, Pastor oh, yeah. Pastor Gagline. Right. You gave the weakest, saddest excuse for the biblical mandate of marriage. You know, take it easy <laughs> on the adjectives there. <laughs> this is adjective abuse." Uh, I don't know if you were just short on time. As I look at the podcast, there is 23 minutes left. Now, I'm going to stop here. He says, oh, only one Bible verse? Really? You can do better than that. Have you noticed that our listeners ha- have this, uh, not expectation, but this um, assumption that we prepare for our show? Have you noticed that? <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know how, I mean, how, how we could work harder to undo <laughs> that particular expectation. I know. I thought we'd have been doing pretty well at... Uh, unwrapping that. Anyway, like he, day after day, <laughs> the mother expects the child's room to be clean, and at some point, you realize you're going to walk in there and it's going to be dirty. He says, you didn't even name any of the Bible passages against gays. You quoted Jesus in the whole that God has joined together, let no man tear apart, but I cannot find anywhere where it says that man or God cannot add to it. In all that, all the cases where men had several wives in the Bible, why wouldn't God say something about it in favor or against? The only instance I can find, feel free to correct me here, is when Solomon married wives from other nations, and that was just because they were from other nations. The nation of Israel was formed from multiple wives, and it was blessed. Pastor Giglin, I challenge you to back up your argument with actual biblical passages. That, the and gauntlet your... has been thrown down. <laughs> I challenge you. I'm going to say that more often. <laughs> and not your commentary, lest you be considered one of one of one that belonged to Rick Warren and the bunch. What's wrong with that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Later. I believe the uh, issue of multiple wives to be sh- strictly a fourth commandment issue and nothing else. It can in, that it can that it is against the law of the land to have more than one wife. Uh, I am not saying that I want more than one wife. I'm just saying I found no argument in the Bible against it. Okay, so this is what is called. Oh man, we're almost out of time for this. Are you kidding me? Okay, well, lest, lest I start my argument, I'll, I'll prepare an argument during this one, break. Give me one Bible verse, quick. <laughs> okay, okay uh, Genesis uh, 2.24. This is the okay. one I had before. For this reason, a man <laughs> shall not live... No, but I'm going to build the argument here. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. For this reason, this is from Genesis, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Now, how does that one verse... Uh, provide the the, uh, the idea that marriage be just between one, be between one man and one woman. We'll discuss that after this break. If you're listening to Table Talk Radio. We're playing Prove It. We'll be right back to this, this after this commercial break. Love and marriage, they go together like the horse and carriage. Dad was told by mother, you can't have one. 
You can't have none. You can't have one without the other. Part-time hosts, full-time nonsense. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Welcome back to Table Talk Man, Radio. This is a throwback day today. Where are you getting all this music? <laughs> oh, getting yeah. Out the old vinyl? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to turn the table here. <laughs> all right. So here we have this institution of marriage from God in Genesis 2.24. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. Oh, by the way, what is this reason? Uh, uh, Verse 23. It it's not good for man to be alone? That part? Nope. The the reason that uh, that that this are you sure this woman <laughs> are you sure so are she you sh- real? she shall be are you called... sure? wait wait I want you to think about what you were about to say no that's not the minute. reason no. I, you, you're, I I want you to just consider that someday a potential bride of yours will be listening to this show and I just want you to choose your words carefully uh-huh. whatever okay. these words are about to be uh-huh. just all right slow it down there <laughs> the reason. <laughs> The reason. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. And he says, "It comes after Eve is is it comes from the side of Adam, and he says, this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man.' And then it says, "For this reason, man shall uh, live father and mother and be joined to his wife; they become one flesh. So yeah. that that the 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 um, in marriage, a husband and wife are one one flesh. Now this is where we have." What we call hey, the, that wasn't too bad. The okay, institution, the institution of marriage. Now we have other institutions, don't we? We have um, institution of church, we have institution of uh, the Lord's Supper, we have institution of the uh, of baptism, for example. So, um, what what Joshua proposes here is what's known as a argument from silence. He says, "I don't see anywhere where it doesn't say that God uh, that that God or man can't add to what was set up." So let's take that logic to the other institutions. Um, baptism uh, is, is uh, instituted by, uh, by Jesus, um, but baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say, well, it doesn't say you can't baptize in the name of, of other gods. Or in the Lord's Supper, it doesn't say you can't um, add the Lord's Supper with Kool-Aid and crackers. Uh, so therefore, because he doesn't say it, maybe it would be okay to, to go with it. No, when when the Lord institutes something like He does here in Genesis two twenty four for uh, for marriage, then we take His words, we take His His institution to be the uh, to to be the um, uh, the norm. That's a bad way, but it's, His words are the institution. It, it's what defines the the institution. So now we understand marriage to be between a uh, a husband and a wife, one man and one woman. Now to address His other questions, you just let me keep going here. Yeah. Okay. To address his other questions here, what about you want me the, to interrupt you? No. No. Please be okay. quiet. <laughs> no. Oh, so but, kind. But you do have to deal with these I other know. things because we do have people like Solomon and and you know. Yes, and we Israel. do. But have you noticed that? Uh, well, first of all, we should say that there's a difference between sometimes these words are used um, uh, prescriptive versus descriptive. Yes. Or in other words. Um, when the Bible is just uh, recording the history of what went on versus when the Bible is telling you the way things should be. Yes. And, uh, and just because it records certain biblical figures who have multiple wives, it does not then follow that we should follow in those footsteps. Because, right. actually, <laughs> if, if you follow the description, 
it never works out well for for those who who take on multiple wives. Yeah, never once is having more than one wife um good. Right. And to the point that it's Joshua always trouble. Always to the point that Joshua brings up that uh, God still blesses Israel. Well, God blesses Israel because from Israel the Messiah is born. It isn't because of uh, Israel's faithfulness. <laughs> right? right? I mean, that that's pretty clear. So you can't I mean, say, it, over, well... Over and over they say, you're, even though you are unfaithful. <laughs> yeah, right. So it, 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 you can't say, well, uh, God bless Israel, and many in Israel had multiple wives, so therefore it's okay for us to have multiple yeah, wives. Yeah, I mean, we even see that. And this is a strange thing, but when there'll be a couple, and they, maybe they're not married, and they'll end up with a baby. Now, they what they did was not uh, good, and yet the Lord blesses it with the gift of a child. I mean, so... right. So I I think um, okay so the so so um, to address you know Joshua's concern I only brought up one verse um, we we have others too but but I think it's interesting when Jesus when Jesus talks about marriage where does he go to he goes to creation you know so in Matthew uh, nineteen uh, Jesus says have you have you not read uh, for in the beginning the Creator made male and female. And for this reason, man should leave father and mother to be united to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. So when Jesus is addressing the issue of divorce, he, he goes back to the same verse that in, 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 uh, in, in Genesis chapter 2. Uh, but we have, uh, you know, in, in Ephesians, Paul addresses wives submit to their husbands and the husbands uh, to love their wives. Um, Hebrews 13 says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage, should be, the marriage bed should be kept pure. Um, so, so we have, we, we, you know, there, there's a handful of passages. And two, we should note in that Ephesians text, Ephesians, um, Ephesians five thirty one, quotes Genesis, the same text. Therefore, man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So yeah. almost every time the Bible talks about marriage, in other places, it it goes back to that original institution. Yeah, and that's something. Now we should say too, what what Paul does with marriage in Ephesians, is to show. That uh, this is this is really a picture of uh, Christ in the church. Now, uh, this is not to be taken, and this is uh, sort of how um, uh, we were talking a little bit before the show, Pastor Wolfmiller, that that the, the church here is is now um, one body, that we corporately are um, the bride of Christ, and so there's not multiple churches, but there is one church, mm-hmm. and so if we are going to allow for multiple partners, or if we're going to allow um, for allow for some sort of a homosexual marriage, then then this this does not work with with Christ in us. Uh-huh. All right. Nice. So nice. Do you think I proved? Well, it? So, hey, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. And that took more than uh, less than twenty three minutes. That's pretty good. Dang. You're pretty <laughs> smart. Pretty All slick. right. So now we have another prove it on the table. Oh, but yes. I'm totally ready for so, that. So, okay, now it's your task, Pastor Wolfmiller, to prove the divinity of Jesus and prove it from now, the Bible. T- to do this, I am—I just wandered over to my catechism. I think that's probably not a bad idea. Whenever, um, whenever, whenever we have you don't to want prove to do something so the scripture. <laughs> yeah, either <laughs> <That> way, because <laughs> you can't memorize all this stuff. I mean, you can, but anywho. Uh, the catechism is given to this for this very reason. So let us see how the catechism does. Uh, it's question uh, 119 in the synodical catechism. Uh, is this a follow-along, prove it? Copy, follow along, copyright. Uh, yeah, let me just check the copyright of this. <laughs> copyright two, uh, 1986, Concordia Publishing House. 
<laughs> no wonder nobody likes you. <laughs> oh, the explanation of the small catechism is copyrighted in 1991. So uh, this is used in the Creative Commons. Well, I think I think quotation. that we on this radio program are falling under the fair use clause. So we can I'm going to go change every fifth word or so. Uh, just or maybe I'll mispronounce <laughs> them. That's what I do. <laughs> okay, if you know, we Scripture clearly calls Jesus God, teaching the following: A, Jesus has divine names. For example, when Thomas says, John twenty twenty eight, "My Lord and my God." Romans nine five. From this race, according to their flesh, is Christ, who is God over all. He is the true God and eternal life. First John five twenty. So the Bible calls Jesus God. That's the first place. Now, and, and by the way, too, we can, as we read through the Gospels, we can see every time that, uh, uh, sorry, let me, uh, that's the airline pilot. Uh, we've uh, reached our cruising altitude of uh, 20. You're now offending all of our airline pilot listeners. I'm so sorry. Oh, that would include our very own Scott Dinkman. <laughs> it's true. I'm offended by that guy, as of like 30 minutes ago. I wasn't until then, but anyhow, uh, any time the Pharisees take up stones to throw at Jesus, it's like a, it's it's like the Holy Spirit underlining the text where Jesus claims to be God. I mean, that's one place. Okay. B, Jesus possesses divine, divine attributes, quality, or characteristics. I think this is one of the handiest places where we can go. In fact, I got this PDF that I sent you. Did that PDF come through? Yeah, I didn't look at it, though. Do you want me to put that up on our things? website? No, you don't need to, but okay. this, is a, this is a little like a bulletin insert that I put together ages ago, which talks about the doctrine of the Trinity, but then it has a little chart on the back, and it says, events and attributes attributed to the different persons of the Trinity. So it has all this list of things, and then the Bible verses where they're given to the Father, whether they're given to God in general, and then to the Father, and then to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. So, for example, creation is attributed to God, Genesis 1, Hebrews 11, to the Father, Psalm 24, Exodus 4, Jeremiah 10, mm. Hebrews 1, Isaiah 44, to the Son, John 1, Hebrews 1, and to the Holy Spirit, Colossians 1, Genesis 1, Job 26, Hebrews 1. So This is so pretty that clever, you, I'll tell you. Well, okay, so this is really quite handy. Now, one of the greatest ones like this is that there's this phrase... The Alpha and the Omega, or the first and the last, that's applied to the Father and to the Son. It, it, the Father in Revelation 21 and Isaiah 41, and to the Son, Revelation 1, twice, and Revelation 22. That's pretty handy. You know, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to print this out and leave it by my door for when the JWs come back. Yeah, yeah. Just put it on there. Say, Dear JWs, take one. You can, <laughs> you can put a little track rack. Do yeah. they, do they if, know if that you're Mormon, th pick up this sheet. If you're, <laughs> if you're Jehovah's Witness, pick up this sheet. <laughs> Don't That's bother ringing the doorbell. <laughs> if you're a college student, try to sell an alarm system. Take them all. No, I, I was at a, a meeting a few weeks ago, and one of our uh, well-trained uh, laymen was saying that he was uh, talking to the Mormons because uh, he you know, invites them in, have them sit down in the living room. He says, I kind of feel like it's my job to keep them off the streets as long as possible. <laughs> You want to come in and kill time? Now, I think the greatest proof, biblical proof, of the divinity of Jesus is that over and over in the Bible, even in the Gospel, even when he's a baby, he's worshipped. Uh, and worship, we know, is due to God alone. So all the biblical examples of the worship of Jesus uh, also prove this point. All right, we'll post this little chart on our website under the Articles tab. Check that out at tabletalkradio.org. We're going to be doing the praise song cruncher right after this. Don't go away. Okay. 
Table Talk Radio. <laughs> no, that's just silly. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. It is is now. That was Michael Bublé. Of course, it's a remake of a. It's a cover, I guess. But still, it's Michael Bublé. Uh, I spent all Christmas time listening to Michael Bublé. By the way, could we speed this thing up? Because I am trying to figure out if we could actually record this show in less time than it takes to listen to it. (laughs) Yes, I think that would be possible. That's possible for all those people who are listening it in half speed. Slow it down. It's too fast for me. I wonder. I suspect that those words have never been uttered when listening to our show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is now going we, way too fast. We do have people. You guys slow it down. We do have people who actually speed it up. Listen to it at double time? Yeah. You get there a lot more content that way. Chipmunks? <laughs> All right. So now it's time for the Praise Song Cruncher. And uh, if you don't know about the Praise Song Cruncher, consider yourself lucky. But if you uh, would like to learn about it, go to the Table Talk Radio website, tabletalkradio.org, click on Articles, and you'll find the Praise Song Cruncher 2.0 right there on the list. Now, we have a, a couple emails who were sent in to us here. And uh, the first one... With requests? Yeah, Taking requests. your requests on the Praise, Praise Song Cruncher. We're spinning the vinyl. And the first one comes from <laughs> Stephanie. It says, Dear Pastors, our church was recently visited by a traveling uh, music minister. During his, quote, message in song, a word in song, my husband leaned over and whispered in my ear, are you mentally praise song crunching this too? (laughs) I thought you would appreciate that. Also, could you please crunch the song Rescue by the group New Song if you haven't already done so? It is a few years old. Well, now it's one more year old. Uh, because the Praise Song Cruncher list is long. However, uh, we are happy to do so here on Table Talk Radio. So here is Rescue by New Song. You are the source of a life I can't be Behind no one else will. That is the song Rescue by New Song. Uh, and first, the question of the Praise Song Cruncher is, is Jesus mentioned? Yes. Where were you, kicking back? I, I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're I was trying to get desk. into it. I was, 
I want to feel the music. <laughs> it helps you feel. I wish I had a. I, can I, had, say, I, can, I just had this little picture. You know, you got your feet. When I start a praise song, you put your feet up on the desk and you have your arms behind your head and you have your, your skull candy headphones on and you have the, the boost all the way up so you can really feel it. <laughs> I can feel the music in my toes. I, by the way, just heard about these glasses that Google is coming out with. Yes. That uh, the, it shakes the, the, the pieces, the earpieces that connect to your skull, and the, by the vib- vibrations of the skull, you can hear the music. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is the awesomest just, thing I've just, ever heard Just of. imagine you know, putting some praise songs to those puppies. <laughs> okay, yes. uh, so Jesus. Jesus is mentioned. It says right here, I need you, Jesus. Okay. The next question is, uh, is it uh, in, in mystical form? So does the, uh, does the song use sentences or subject written object, and is it repetitive? This is, it is repetitive, yes. Uh, it does use sentences. You are the source of life, and I can't be left behind. Now, do you know what that means? Um... <laughs> I'm just looking at the first word here. I mean, you know, for mystical form, I'm asking myself, do I actually know what the song is saying? So, so the you don't know what it I, means that Jesus is the source of life. I, by the way, you know why we are so rude? Do you know are why we, we are so rude? Yes. Oh, okay. This is rude. This whole thing, <laughs> this whole exercise is rude. You want to know why? I think I've, I've dug down to the why that we're rude. Is we actually think that these words of the songs are saying something. We are insisting that they communicate, mm. <laughs> which is the purpose of a word, by the way. So if that, anyone was so, wondering. So that a song teaches rather than is felt. No, no, not, not even that. It's that it's... So we say, uh, we're, we're, we're looking at this thing and say, does it mean something? I mean, it can, it can, even if it's just there not to teach you something, but to, but to induce uh, an experience in you, it still has to have some sort of meaning. I mean, it's not just like... You see? I mean, that's a song, but it doesn't mean anything because it's not using words. Now, that's how most people treat the words to the praise song, as if they're boobity bops and not an actual word. And we come along and say, we are going to respect the author enough to assume that when they wrote down a word, they meant to write down that particular word. (laughs) Right? That's quite the assumption, I think. It is, and and that's why it's rude. Because, look, here the words say... You are the source of life, and I can't be left behind. Now, I know what you are the source of life means, and it's true. God, Christ, is the source of life. I don't know what this means, and I can't be left behind. I don't actually know what that little phrase means. I don't know if it's a reference to the rapture. Like, because (laughs) I've acknowledged you as the source of life, then I can't be missed in the rapture? I mean, I don't know if that's what it means. Or, if it means you are the source of life, and I can't be left behind means... Because I recognize you're the source of life, I can't not know that he is the source of life and be (laughs) left in the dimness of the ignorance of not knowing that statement. In other words, there's words that are a sentence, but but their meaning is unintelligible, which is a mark of mystical form. So in... In the next release of the Praise Song Cruncher, Praise Song Cruncher 3.0, that might be a third category under mystical form. Can you just understand the meaning of the words? 
yeah. of the sentences. Well, I guess you uh, kind of have this in is it full of impressions or assertions. So I mean that right. that's what that is. See, I mean this is do you see this weird thing? Now, have you you no doubt and our listeners no doubt have had this experience too of talking to someone who maybe is in the early stages of dementia or something like that and you go and you talk to them and they are saying things, sentences, and you can you're even having a conversation, but then you leave the conversation and you think what were we talking about? Mm-hmm. It doesn't there's the complete disconnect between the conversation and the reality. The same sort of thing happens when you watch uh, presidential acceptance speeches and things like that. <laughs> You're like, oh, that was sentences that were actually real sentences, but then they just is so it's just so there's no connection to reality, and that's how that that's how this song has. There's these phrases which are in themselves sentences, but it doesn't. Uh, actually makes sense to have them next to each other. No, Watch this. I, I can't be left behind. No one else will do. I will take hold of you. Uh, there's, there's this weird thing happening in the song where we are following and grabbing and grasping Jesus, and Jesus is coming, and at the same time, Jesus has to come and grab a hold and rescue us. It's this weird kind of back and forth in the way. So I so so anyways, back to the question. Mystical form, yes. Okay. So um <laughs> by yes do you mean ten or by I mean, no, I mean I'll put it like around uh seven. Okay. What about mystical content? These are things like immediate, romantic, loss of self. Hey, look, now look at this subject. next phrase, by the way. Hold on. You're getting a little bit ahead of me. You're going a little too fast. Let's slow it down. Let's slow it down to half speed here, o- only, like our listeners. <laughs> only because we have a minute left in the segment. But go on. If, go we, on. If, we, if we talk at half speed, then our listeners who listen at double speed won't miss a single thing. <laughs> I need you, Jesus, to come to my rescue. Where else can I go? Do you, now, do you see do you see this strange kind of juxtaposition of Jesus coming to me and me going to him? So who who's who's coming and going here? So hmm. I need you to come to me. Where else can I go? Well, are you going to him or is he coming to you? And this kind of there's something behind this confusion here. There's something behind this confusion. Well, I think yeah. it's born out of a um um kind of the uh, revivalist type of theology, right? Yeah, you do have the revivalism. You're coming to Jesus. And then you have the mysticism. Jesus is coming to you. And they kind of collide. And you get one of those weird, like, uh, you know when the salt water kind of tide rises and the salt water goes up into the freshwater river? Yeah. What's that called? That. Estuary? I don't, I don't know. That's where the crocodiles like to hunt. That's what's happening in this praise song. Did you learn that when you were in Australia? Yeah. Right-o, man. Down under? Sure, sure enough. I miss the days of our 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 uh, Australian guests. What was that? Remember that? We had our Indeed. Australian pastor in here. Oh. Indeed. Okay. Well, well, then next after this break, let's um, ask the question of mystical content. And, the, okay. and these are immediacy. Is um, my seeing, touching, feeling God? Is it about romance or or uh, you know things like this? So we'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio and the Praise Song Cruncher. If you have a a song you like us to crunch, send it to questions at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back.
it's really classy up here. Table Talk Radio will be right back. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Now, nah, finally getting with the times, a song from the 90s. <laughs> the praise song cruncher is what we're doing. And uh, we are analyzing, crunching the song Rescue by News Still? Song. Yes, New Song. And uh, we're, at, we're at the question of mystical content. So we're looking for immediacy where you uh, see, feel uh, God directly or uh, roman- use of romantic imagery. Um, loss of self, uh, internal, that God's inside of me, or just subjective, uh, the things that God has done versus the things that are about me. How about this line here? My heart is yours for life. That's the revivalistic sort of thing, giving your heart up. But it's your heart that God wants, apparently none of the rest of you. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know why, considering what Jesus said about the heart. It mention other body parts here, and it says, I need your hand in mine. Your hand in mine, which is weird. Because if this song was to be properly mystical, it would have our hands in his. <laughs> Do you see how this is? So uh, this, this is this confusion. So well, the new I mean, song, new song, folks, new song miss the that class on mystical praise songwriting. I mean, they were you know running late or something. Missed that class. This song, it is this. Uh, what is the thing again called? The estuary. The estuary. Whatever that half salt half fresh thing is which by the way is just salt just <laughs> by the way it ceases to be it's not, if it's half salt water it's salt water just, <laughs> still it's, it's not fresh. <laughs> okay. in fact if you take if you take a lot of fresh water and put a little salt water it's salt water anyhow yeah this is kind of it's like half mystical content but like the revivalist the, the revivalistic kind of making decision for Christ turning your life over to him I mean there there is this surrender thing here uh no one else will do I put my trust in you I will follow you this world has nothing for me I suspect, I suspect that's true I mean Jesus says come and follow me okay I will follow you uh unless you die to yourself you know what does it do if a man gains a whole world but loses his soul so the world has nothing I mean, we sing the same sort of stuff, too, when we say, uh, I'm but a stranger here, stuff like that. What is the world to me? Right. Where else can I go? There's no other name which I am saved. Capture me with love. See that? Capture me with love. I like Mm -hmm. the vigor Mm -hmm. in the word capture. It does lean towards mysticism, though. Mm. So. Yep. I think so too. It's weird. It's kind of weird to be captured by the person whose hand you are holding. <laughs> it seems like both both persons would be would fall under the net on that capture. Unless, unless the capturing <laughs> here, and which is the case, the capturing here is of a distinctly romantic sort. Mm. So. Okay, so I think that it's going to rank pretty high in mystical content. Yeah, we'll put it at a seven, eh? Uh, sure, a or eight. You want an eight? You want to push it up to eight? Sure. Eight. Okay. Law and Gospel. Ooh, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Um, let's see. I need you, Jesus. That would probably be something about the law. Something of the law to admit our need. But it's not... I don't know exactly what the need is. This is the great unidentified uh, thing standing behind the song. <clears throat> what is the need of which I stand for Jesus? 
I mean, because Jesus, I could need Jesus in a lot of different ways. Like, um, for example, you wouldn't know anything about this, except I will tell you now, and then you'll be a learner Thank you. of these Thank things. You. Appreciate it. My children can call me and because they need me, but it, there could be a lot of different things for which they call me. For example, they could call me because they need me to pour them some cereal. Or they could call me because they need me to take them to the hospital because they just cracked open their heads. Mm. So our need for Jesus can take a, a handful of different forms. I need you to help me. I need you to be with me. I need you to die for me and forgive my sins. That's the kind of need which we're in, which is unidentified in the song. I need your hand in mine. Does not sound a lot like uh, I need you to be my savior kind of need. So, yes, so this this would hardly distinct, properly distinguish law and gospel when there is no law. This is The problem is, trying to distinguish law and gospel in this song, is that this song is particularly confused with its own distinctions. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. All right, it's well, an estuary. <laughs> I don't think that's the right word. I don't. I, don't, I, I have it. no idea. Uh, uh, so the last question I think we've we've just addressed is uh, false teaching. So explicit false teaching, um, but we've already addressed that. So I think it's safe safe to say that this song is crunched. We should have a crunch okay. sound effect. All right, the next one um, <gasps> says, "Dear Table Talk Radio hosts, at the beginning of this year, I had never even heard of your program." I was made aware of Table Talk Radio by a fellow LCMS pastor I was talking with at the Theological Symposium in Fort Wayne in January. This was, by the way, received September 10th. Um, I now listen to your podcast just about every time I have the chance. I've started from the beginning, oh no, and have now listened to shows 1, one through 130 and 193 through 213. <laughs> I, I, I think Whoa. I'm on track to be caught up by the end of the year. I still need to listen to several Table Scrap episodes as well. Thanks for all the fine work y'all have done. Y'all. Where do you think that this person is from? Uh, Minnesota. <laughs> I have a few phrase songs that I don't think have been crunched yet in your program. They don't appear to be on your master list online, but it hasn't been updated in a while. <laughs> uh, anyway, here are some that I've encountered of late. If you've already crunched them, please disregard. Now, he has uh, five here, but uh, for now, uh, we're going to... We're gonna, I know. <laughs> We're going to look at uh, My Savior Lives, and then he concludes the email with, Down with Mysticism, Pastor David Vandercook. So thank you, Pastor Vandercook, and for your service there in Sealy, Texas. And uh, here is uh, My Savior Lives by Desperation Band.
life. That's my savior lives. And um, save your. Oh, sorry, did I say this to you? Or did you nope. look it up? I looked it up. Oh, okay. I'm working here. I realized halfway through the song I didn't include those uh, in the email I sent you. So I just... I'm glad I found the lyrics, though, because I was having trouble figuring out. Our God will reign forever, and all the world will know his name. Everyone together sing the song of the redeemed. Hey, that comes up a lot in the praise song crunching. Everyone together will sing the song of the redeemed. Is, there a, is that a scripture? Don't worry. By the way, estuary is correct. Good. And we have about two minutes to crunch this. Let's get Whoa, going. Let's get to it, man. All right. So the first question is You're Jesus crunching mentioned. this one. I'm looking up this Bible verse. Jesus is mentioned. Number Question number two is a mystical form. Um, does the song use sentences, a subject, or an object, or since fragments, and or there's repetition? Uh, there is uh, quite a bit of repetition in this song, especially the bridge. My Savior lives, 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 my Savior lives. I think that qualifies for repetition. <laughs> Do you think so? Yes, indeed. Okay. <laughs> um, the, now with the uh, subject, verb, and object, uh, let's see. I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that I... I stand on what he did. Uh, my Savior, my Savior. Every day, a brand new chance to say, Jesus, you're the only way. My Savior, my Savior. So aside from all the repetition, by the way, these are, aren't sentences. My Savior lives, my Savior lives, my Savior lives. That's not a sentence. Yeah, it is. My Savior lives. Um, my Savior lives. Okay, fine. Subject. S- several sentences verb. in a row. In a row. <laughs> you're right. They are sentences. My Savior lives, semicolon. My Savior lives. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So they're just run-on sentences, but they're sentences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, barring punctuation. Punctuation is never good in a praise song. <laughs> okay, so um, based upon the repetition, this is going to rank pretty, uh, pretty. I'd say 7.5 on this one for, rep- okay. for mystical form. Now, mystical content. Uh, let's see here. Um, King has come from heaven. Darkness trembles at his name. I kind of like that. I like that idea. Victory forever is the song of the redeemed. Now Victory I stand forever. on what he did. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, there, there's not a lot. There's Every day. Uh, now they just need a little is in there. Every day is a brand new chance to say, Jesus, you are the only way. Which is a fine thing to say every day, I suspect. All the world will know his name. Everyone together, sing the song of the redeemed. Yeah, this is a this is kind of a throwback praise song. It doesn't have all this kind of mystical stuff in it. I don't see it anyways. I'm not sniffing it out. Okay, so ranking pretty pretty low, like a two, and then long gospel. You see any of that in there? No. Okay, false teaching. <laughs> no false teaching. So how does this one fare in the praise song cruncher? I don't know. It kind of is in the middle. Yeah. Like, might be okay to listen to in the radio. Kind of Maybe thing. not a hard crunch, a soft crunch. Soft crunch. All right. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to this edition. This song crunches like the inside of the Oreo. <laughs> the inside's better. The outside's better. The cookie's You've better. Been listening to Table Talk <laughs> the filling's Radio. better. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. 
Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.